You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Hello everyone, my name is Zero Aiden. I'm a small-time streamer here in Malaysia. This is the first episode of Technipod where we're basically going to discuss everything about IT, everything about content creators, everything about social media. So joining with me, I'm going to introduce Naf, he goes by name, uh, Naf Sings on Twitch. He is a former professional Dota 2 player. Introduce yourself. Thank you so much, buddy. You're being too kind. I'm barely a professional player by Malaysian standards. I actually snapped my arm a couple of months back and because of that, I've actually kind of stopped playing Dota 2 professionally for my team and instead it's been a great time actually just playing casually you know yeah my name is Nav I stream on Twitch I stream Dota 2 content as well as guides to how to play the game I have actually taken a back seat to gaming for quite a while now however it has been a great time spent I've been playing a lot of casual Dota 2 instead through that I've been streaming my time spent at home quarantined much like everyone else it's provided me a great avenue to actually relax with some friends while still kind of feeling close to them you know yeah When that's true you can't really go out and see your friends might as well yeah. hang out with them online right Yeah, that's true. I mean, we play Dota 2 like, together occasionally. MCO is basically really taxing for a lot of people and people really want to, you know, like spend time with their friends offline because right now everything we have to rely on online. And that's the reason why people started making content. Today, we're going to talk about console war. I believe that it's just a waste of time. Oh, And how we, come? Well, we're going to get to that in a bit. It's one of the topics I really love to talk. Let's get into the Xbox and the PlayStation. I actually own PlayStation 4 and I believe you do own Xbox. Yeah, actually I have. I've owned the original Xbox. I got that for my 10th birthday and uh, I've tried playing the Xbox 360 as well as the Xbox One previously and I'm waiting to get my hands on the Series X. They're both completely out of stock and unavailable here in Malaysia. Yeah. But uh, in a nutshell, yeah. If we were actually to talk about the differences in like the whole Xbox versus PlayStation mm-hmm. thing. Once you take a deep dive into like the actual processor they're using, the GPU, the graphics card they're using, the RAM that they have, the... Similarities start to add up. Yeah, the uh, yeah, yeah. exact same processor is in both of them. The exact same graphics card is in both of them. The exact same memory amount is in both of them as well. Even the storage is considered about the same. The point is that the experience itself between those two consoles that's actually differs. It's and colossally different. One of the really apparent differences between those two consoles, at least in my opinion, the first thing that I was looking at was the controller itself because I'm really ethically when it comes to like controllers. I have PlayStation 4 controllers. I never own Xbox controller. Because at least in my opinion, Xbox controller feels like for racing and FPS games. Yeah, the Xbox controller is this big chunky piece of mass that you have to hold in your hands. And if you have smaller hands, the buttons can get a little harder to press at times. The PlayStation controller, however, has gotten bigger over time as well. The PlayStation 5 controller is a lot bigger than what the PlayStation 4 used that's to use. That's true. But the key feature that's actually a takeaway here is the PlayStation controller is insanely well built. That is true. And some of the features that the controller have, like um, haptic feedback, like for example, if you play like Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War, if you pull a bow in the game, you can actually feel the resistance in the trigger. And I found it really super intuitive and really super interesting because it makes you feel like you're in the game. The controller itself are really well built compared to the PlayStation 4, at least in my opinion, because the, ergodom- the ergot- oh, ergonomics. Time. Yeah, there you go. The design of the controller is a little bit well thought out for um, different kinds of palm. I swear, Sony actually stopped and looked at the previous set of controllers and they were like, no, all of these are just a bit too plasticky. You know what? Let's yeah. make something that fills up your hand like to the exact 
exact size of the average consumer's hand size. The PS5 controller is slightly smaller than the Xbox's one. The Xbox mm-hmm. controller is, again, huge. The PlayStation 5 controller is, in my opinion, like one of the more properly sized ones. I think almost anybody could get used to that controller. And the fact that it has so much cool stuff built into it. Have you ever played Astro's Playhouse on the oh PlayStation 4? Oh my god, yeah, I did. So and Astro's Playhouse comes back in PlayStation 5. And how they teach you how to use the controller is actually really cool. They take you into Astro's Playhouse and they tell you this part of the controller does this thing. And uh, that's where you feel the haptic feedback for the first time as yep. well. If you're playing a racing game using the same controller, the actual triggers of them, is the exact amount that you press the pedal in the racing game. That's true. That's uh, true. But that's, again, see, Xbox has done that artificially on their side. Mm. Through some really smart tweaks in engineering, racing games like Forza, the racing exclusive title of mm-hmm. Xbox, actually has something like that. It's not on the controller side though, it's actually on true. the software side of things. Yeah. I was looking forward for the developers actually taking full potential of PlayStation 5 controllers because like you mentioned, like Astro Playroom, when you walk into the sand, you can actually feel the haptic feedback that you actually walk in the sand. If you walk into a metal, you actually feel like you walk in a metal. The haptic feedback itself Along with the speaker Like inbuilt with that It actually makes you feel like You are getting into A certain surface area And I find it pretty cool When it comes to the DualShock It's called DualShock For a reason Because there's two motors um, For different kinds of Like haptic feedbacks It goes to DualShock 4 Which is for the PlayStation 4 And I really want to Have that taste of that Rumble feedback Really miss opportunity On Xbox side Yeah it really adds to the game Doesn't it? Like if you're actually Walking on a hard surface You can feel that in the DualShock vibrators On the PlayStation On the Xbox Xbox side, they try to mimic something like that artificially as well, but it doesn't feel as crispy as it does on the PlayStation. That's true. Beyond just the controllers themselves, right? The actual user interface of the console is something that's completely changed over the years. So mm-hmm. PlayStation has had a great user interface since the PlayStation 3, if I'm not mistaken. The PlayStation 2 didn't really have much of an interface. That's true. And again, the Xbox barely had an interface on the original and kind of added something pseudo interfacey on the 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now on the Series X, my God, is the interface snappy. It's largely because of like the inbuilt high-speed memory. It uses some of the higher gigahertz memory that's present in the market right now. It's kind of ahead of the PC market as well as a really, really high-caliber SSD, a really high-caliber solid-state drive that has some insane read and write speeds. It's ahead of the PC market right now. That's very true. And um, those two combined together gives you the smoothest experience in the Xbox UI. You can seamlessly switch between, don't quote me on this, between three to five games, if I'm not mistaken, without feeling any loading times. Games like Demon's Souls, for example, that are on the PlayStation, oh boy, the loading time takes a while. When it comes like Xbox now, now that you mention it why Xbox name convention is so weird the idea behind it was Xbox One X was a bit too alpha as a name <laughs> when they put it out and uh, they had to figure out something that would top that name so Microsoft went into this a little differently they actually are marketing this console as something that can be updated over time so it's similar-ish to a computer because you don't just buy the next console that comes out you can buy this one and keep it and update it over time mm-hmm. hence the name Series X as well as Series S X for Extreme S for if not Mexican Superior huh. We forget another different kind of console Oh a new challenger Yeah a new challenger Nintendo Switch I have a PS Vita And it still serves me very well And at least in my opinion PlayStation Vita Have really good games Like Persona 4 Golden Which actually got ported into PC As well as Odin Spear I love Odin Spear as well It's one of the Really good side-scrolling Adventures game If you guys like Hollow Knights for example You guys are definitely Going to enjoy Odin Spear It feels really sad That the handheld console At least on Sony's side Slowly died down Although maybe there's a possibility the new Sony handheld console I just wish because Sony make a really good console. Let's talk about Nintendo a little bit. When it comes to like the console itself, you can dock and you can project to TV and then you can dock and you can play on the go. The so it's like console. a pseudo console experience when you're at home because you can still play <laughs> on a TV for the most part. To be fair, the reason why they make it that way is because the game is much more casual compared to PlayStation and Xbox games. Oh yeah, definitely. Have you seen
seen the graphics on Nintendo games? Yeah. Just to like highlight, the actual console itself is obviously on a lower spec range, but that doesn't really matter to Nintendo. They're not trying to chase after the AAA super high-end graphic kind of games. No. A little bit different when it comes to the games that they put out. Nintendo actually recently broke the internet on multiple different occasions. The That's first true. being Animal Crossing. Oh yeah. New Horizons. Actually, to be fair, both Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal actually broke the internet because both of them launched at the same time and the same date. There's a lot of memes you guys can look it up. But yeah, Nintendo Switch is actually a really good handheld console. And when it comes to like games, there's a lot of like different kinds of games that's actually generating hypes. One of the games that really hype up for both the Sony and Microsoft side would be Cyberpunk 2077. You had their experience before. Allow you told me, me to story you. I actually played the game on its release day. It came out on December 10th last year. This is a game that has had a large amount of hype across the last few years. The original trailer for this game came out in 2013 if I'm not mistaken. It looks super futuristic. It had a girl whose arm literally just became an entire mechanism itself. Like it became a robot. Like her arm literally split off from her body. It gave people this impression that this game was going to be very futuristic, very high tech. On a certain aspect, the game kind of delivered. The, the game had some really interesting like prosthetics that you could put on your character. You could mod your eyes to have like zoom lenses. You could have like binoculars in your head if you really wanted to. <laughs> um, but overall, like the game actually had a brilliant storyline. Not to forget, it's made by CD Projekt Red. They did The Witcher 3. They're quite well respected when it comes to having a really brilliant story to follow. The good thing about Cyberpunk is you get three separate routes to play them as well. The stories of each are super unique and very, very, very finely tuned. Now, where Cyberpunk falls short a little bit is the uh, actual playability of the game. So here's a little funny story. The game was released on December 10th at 62 gigs, right? Mm -hmm. Of uh, actual file storage size. Right. The game was then later patched. We're about a month in now and there's been six patches for the game. The game is now close to 80 gigs and above. I kid you not, it's going to pass 100 soon with the number of patches that they're forced to release. Why they're forced to do something like that is because these guys have had a really buggy game. The game was almost borderline unplayable when it was out on launch day. We also know another very highly named game like that. Yeah, that would be No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is basically a space exploration game where you basically go into different planets and the game is actually pretty unique. You can basically visit like millions random generated planets. Oh, it's endless. Yeah, they're all computer generated so they never stop. For that part, that's actually delivers. I think it's about like after like two years, that's when multiplayer starts to pop in and people actually playing together and the game starts to become enjoyable. So you're saying the game ended up living up to the hype like two well, years later? Two years. Yeah, after two years of the actual launch of the after game? two years. I just hope that CD Projekt Red doesn't take that long. Fun fact, Cyberpunk 2077, I believe this the only game that you can actually refund on the PlayStation Store. Funny story, it's not even available on PlayStation Store anymore. So go and get the physical CD somewhere. And for that, you have to get a disc version of PlayStation 5 if you can get one. Every yeah. single high-end console is not available. We're completely sold out here in Malaysia. <sighs> we have no access to the PlayStation 5. Recently, the other day, I saw Impulse Gaming. It's a gaming brand in Malaysia mm -hmm. similar to Gamers Hideout. They had 30 units of the PlayStation 5 in stock, right? They mm -hmm. posted a picture on Facebook saying that they had a couple of units in stock. Surprise, surprise, about 20 minutes later, they were all sold out Nuts. that's how that's just to show you how popular these games yeah. are and speaking about like really popular games right games that absolutely nailed it Final Fantasy 7 the remake I played the demo I haven't actually got the full game but if I actually managed to actually get the game I would love to stream it it was a really fun experience it was stunningly visuals I think that Unreal Engine 5 shows the capability of how current gen graphics can be worked on the old hardware generations other than that the story is really compelling that is one of the really good exclusive games on the PlayStation aside from Kingdom Hearts 3 Kingdom Hearts 3 is also one of the really hyped games when they tease Toy Story Frozen let's not forget about Switch the most hyped game that I can think of would be Animal Crossing I think this is due to the fact that 
quarantine starts. Oh yeah. So the launch of Animal Crossing, not to mention Doom Eternal, kind of got overshadowed completely <laughs> by Animal Crossing. The launch of this was kind of very well timed here in Malaysia because we were just going into lockdown for the first time. <laughs> that was the first time that everybody was forced to stay in their houses and absolutely not leave unless it was essential. Right before that happened, I believe the Switch was completely sold out because I was looking for one at that point in time. Right. Regardless if you want to get the original Switch, the upgraded battery version or even the light version of the Switch, all three models were completely sold out no matter where you look. Animal Crossing being released as a digital copy for people who didn't want to go out and buy the physical disc itself was a kind of a really brilliant move because everybody got the game on launch day. That's true. And everybody got hooked to it because while you're separated from all your friends staying at home by yourself, you get to hop on this little 3D game that mm-hmm. takes you online where you can go visit your friends' islands, you can go visit your friends' farms, basically spend time with the people that you want to see. It kind of gave people a different avenue on how they would normally hang out. Breath of the Wild did generate some hype, but it wasn't as hype as Animal Crossing. Oh, Animal Crossing straight up broke the internet. Animal Crossing was probably one of the more anticipated games. Speaking of breaking the internet, let's talk about Super Smash Brothers real quick because Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, when it comes to like the DLC pack, that's when the internet broke. Sans, even though it is a me cost it's not really a character itself. The second one, which is quite recent, Steve for Minecraft, the developers actually have to change the entire game just for Steve. That's when people realize that anything is possible in Super Smash Bros. Yeah, definitely. The amount of effort that the engineers actually put into these DLC characters. So Steve for Minecraft, for example, regardless of what map you're in, mm-hmm. every single piece that you dig out, like the way you would in Minecraft, but in Smash, is actually unique. So digging a piece of metal actually gives you a piece of metal. Digging a piece of wood actually gives you a piece of wood. And this changes as you progress through the maps in Super Smash Bros. The really, kudos different. to the engineers there. You have to play the mechanic really differently. As Steve, you have to mine and you have to craft but at the same time you have to battle with other characters Minecraft was actually at its highest last year at the start of December right before Cyberpunk started That's true. Minecraft yeah, was actually yeah, yeah, at the yeah. top of all the most watched lists on Twitch on, Twitch on YouTube. And YouTube Nintendo look, took like one good look at that and they were like yep okay we need this character in Smash we want the same level of hype as well let's be at least one game for each console PlayStation 100% I've been waiting to play God of War actually oh yeah I've been waiting to play God of War 4 ever since I've seen Baldur in the game I was like yes I have to play this I'm looking forward for Ragnarok oh yes okay I don't blame you I don't blame you it's a pretty brilliant game Look forward to as well. Xbox though. I don't know about Xbox. What's games? So yeah, Xbox? Xbox. The games are a little bit more low-key. You're not going to know many of the Xbox exclusives, but some of the top ones are actually going to be Warhammer 40,000. Oh, right. You have, for, you have Forza Horizon, which is the mm. racing equivalent to Gran Turismo on the PlayStation side, mm-hmm. as well as Psychonauts. The original Psychonauts was on the first ever Xbox, the one that I owned as a kid. It took them 15 years to actually make a sequel to the game, which yeah. is coming out on the Series X right now. I'm looking forward for Psychonauts there, too. There are also a couple of other games made by some small indie studios here and there which might add up to being really really fun how about Nintendo Switch I'm a Pokemon person the only reason I wanted to buy the Switch was I actually wanted to just play the Pokemon games as for me for PlayStation 5 I'm looking forward to play more Final Fantasy 7 Remake for Xbox old games like Ori series because I love Ori series because Ori is one of the most visual stunning games I've ever seen in video game history. It's so colorful, it's so pretty, everything's bright. And for Switch, hands down, Super Smash Bros. because I love fighting games. In fact, like I just brought Blaze Blue Clementi Triggers, it's an old game for Xbox and PS actually. It was a ton of fun. Yeah, I think that we can conclude that console war is just a waste of time. Here's some genuine consumer advice. Look at all the games that are available. Look at what you want to play. 
and then decide what console or even if you're gonna get a PC, then make the decision of what you're gonna end up buying. Don't just spend your money in the wrong place because these things are expensive. They take genuine amount of time to save up for. If you're looking into something like playing an indie game with some friends since everybody's in lockdown right now, everybody's just hoping to pass the time, look into something like the Switch. It might be worth the time. You have a lot of these small cutesy games that you play with your friends and your family. If you're locked in with your entire family, for example, there are games that are for four players. There are even games that are for eight players. Has anybody played Mario Party before? Oh, yeah. Mario Party is super fun. Super fun to watch and super fun to play, actually. Exactly. <laughs> it's basically like playing Uno, but way worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You ruin friendships faster than Uno in Mario Party. <laughs> That's true. If you want to play like RPG games, a little bit like Hack and Slash, or maybe if you are into... Souls-like games, uh, get a PlayStation. If you are into racing games, FPS games, get an Xbox. If you're more into casual, get this Nintendo Switch because Nintendo Switch games are mostly casual. It doesn't really competitive, doesn't really take so much of your time. Uh, you guys can chill, just relax, either on your couch or on your TV. It just depends on what kind of games that you're looking for. Also, quick tips for everyone who's actually listening. And if you guys want to look for free games, go and download Epic Game Launcher because they actually give uh, games for free every week. Oh yes, Epic has been giving us Christmas presents for a very long time now. Oh yeah. Every single time Epic figures out there's a lockdown, <laughs> Epic begins giving out games on a daily basis. Oh yeah, that's true. It's actually start from lockdown actually. Yep, yep. And I hope that everyone's enjoying this episode one of this podcast. So you can find me on Instagram at NavToTheNeed as well as on Twitch at NavGames. And myself would be uh, twitch.tv slash zero underscore Aiden. You guys can find me on Twitter as well. That would be zero Aiden underscore games. And I hope that you guys actually enjoy this episode. And I'm looking forward for the next episode. As always, I'll see you guys next time. Till then, till then.